0: You're listening to Track by Track, the Trash Music Podcast, with me Dan Bull, editor of Trash, which you can find at move and me
1: Will Warren, music enthusiast and contributor to Trash.
0: And on the turntable this week, we've got
1: Pink with Greatest Hits so far. Oh, so Dan, our first Greatest Hits selection. I mean, have we run out of ideas? Are we being <laughs>
0: lazy? What's the story? We're scraping the barrel here. No, it is quite rare that we would do a Great Sits because we like to talk about the art of the album and putting a studio album together. But last week, Pink took home the Outstanding Contribution to Music Award at the Brit Awards, the first international artist to do so, uh, or certainly one of I think there are a couple of other little exceptions in history. Um, So we thought rather than picking a certain studio album, let's look at her the bulk of her discography and why she was selected for that prize.
1: And we've got quite a, quite a task ahead of us, because obviously there's a lot to get through on um, Pink's greatest hits so far.
0: Yes, and after the greatest hits so far, we thought we might make our own greatest
1: hits to now, didn't we, and do the rest of the singles? No, no. no. <laughs> We're not going to do that. Uh, so fun facts, actually. Other than this uh, outstanding contribution this year... Pink has been nominated many times for Brit Awards, but has only won um, in 2003 for Best International Female Solo Artist.
0: I think Pink is one of those acts who is incredibly successful. You know, she's had numerous...
1: Seven studio albums. Seven another stu- one on the way this year. Oh, wow. Um, she's had almost as many studio albums as Sophie ellis has had children.
0: <laughs> but Pink, incredibly successful... And her tours, obviously, she's quite well known, isn't she, for her tours and the kind of, the stunts that she plays on those, she plays big stadiums, but she doesn't really seem like a, a, an act that the critics go wild for.
1: And I don't think they ever have, mm. but she's had some massive hits. And massive success, actually. Three Grammys, seven MTV Music Video Awards, five American Music Awards, that Brit Award from 2003 as yeah, well.
0: The whole 16 years between Brit Awards, if my maths... That doesn't fail me and, uh,
1: and she also won a British LBGT award Oh no, she was nominated Oh, As a music artist in 2018 Probably lost out to Jane MacDonald <laughs> yeah.
0: Or Hazel Dean <laughs> Or Louise <Redknapp>. yeah. <laughs> Um, We've got a lot to get through today Yeah,
1: should we just dive straight in? And let's get actually. And
0: actually, Let's get the party started Certainly got the party started in here, didn't it?
1: Yes, and do you know, it always reminds me of... Do you remember for... um, I think it was Marks and Spencer's... Some years ago now, Shirley Bassey recorded a version of that song in a kind of very overdramatic sort of Shirley Bassey bond theme style song.
0: A great interpretation, I'd say. Um, But which one do you prefer?
1: Shirley Bassey. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. No question.
0: What a way to start off this pink special episode by... But yeah, get the party started. It's it's a very it's a very well known song. It's why it kicks off the greatest hits. Interestingly, not written by Pink, so she writes a lot of her own material, but this was written by uh Linda Perry. Oh, Linda
1: Perry. Has, yes. You know,
0: written some of the uh biggest ballads in, you know, um Beautiful by Christina Aguilera. I think she worked with Pink on she's worked with Pink on other stuff as well.
1: International hit as well, pretty much top five in across every territory it was released in across Europe and beyond. Number one in Australia, for example. Canada, number 11.
0: <laughs> and this was a very a very different sound to her debut album, wasn't it? This was the first single from the second album. Uh, the first had a very R&B sort of sound. Um, so this came as a bit of a surprise, I think.
1: Well, it was a breath of fresh air, actually. And I wonder how many parties... Are still started, literally, by this song being played first. Yeah. I can imagine many a wedding reception cranking up and getting going with this song.
0: Yes. In fact, I've mentioned a few times on this series, if it's a series, it's more of a soap opera, really, isn't it? Continuing drama. Yes. Um, that I'm compiling the playlist for my brother's wedding. It's a very uh, stressful task to think about, but this will have to be in there somewhere.
1: It's a real balancing act, I can imagine, because obviously you've got to put the wedding party staples in there plus you also want to showcase a little bit of your own personal preference yeah so a um, bit of, without, Stuart Price overste- <laughs> without <laughs> overstepping the mark track number two now uh, There You Go
2: now when I say I'm through I'm through basically I'm through with you what you want to say I had to have a joy had how to play games now you're begging me to stay there you go Look looking pitiful just because I let you go there you go now that is so
1: reminiscent of that early noughties kind of chart R&B in a very, in a really good way. Definitely. The,
0: the guitar particularly, as soon as that starts and the kind of that guitar comes in, it reminds me of No Scrubs, no Scrubs. straight yeah, away. Very familiar. Um, and it was the same co-writer that did both songs ah. candy remember candy she had a hit with don't think i'm not yes um, i like that song it's a great song yeah um and she was most known for being a co-writer i think her career continued as a co-writer rather than or a writer rather than a performer she also did bills 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 by destiny's child which again has that mm, yeah. very All similar
1: very same era same sort of sound Really good. As I'm not traditionally a fan of r and B, I I do like this kind of sound. This uh, was like the first we heard of Pink. Mm. And it did very well, actually. Number six in the UK charts.
0: Yep. Way back in the year 2000.
1: Oh. Uh, 65 in the charts in Germany. But I don't. Th- I think she was very big in Germany, though.
0: She well, she's she become... went on
1: to be very big in Germany.
0: Oh, okay. I do find it very interesting that she started out with this R&B sound. And it's not just this one song. It's throughout that first album. And then suddenly, for a second album, it becomes this rockier, you know, the pop side of rock kind of thing. And that's pretty much what she stayed with, isn't it? Throughout, mm. there was hints of other bits. Like um, she's she's done a couple of tracks with Eminem. Her more recent stuff. Do you remember the single "What About Us," which isn't going to be discussed today because it came out after the great hits. Sorry. From a couple of years ago. <laughs> um, that that had more of a kind of a dance feel, I think, to it. But um. It never really gone back to the R&B sound of the first album. This next track, however, does have that R&B sound because it's from the first album as well.
1: And I often say this to you. You make me sick. I
2: he was getting kind of close kind of touchy he a little too much say told me that he wanna go home with me the my so you
0: make me sick
1: and you make me sick another <laughs> song yes sorry um similar to the last track um just a real flood of nostalgia coming through on that and actually but, um up until re listening to pink songs ready for this week's episode, I'd I'd almost forgotten about this phase of her career. Mm. So I think everyone remembers the pop dance rock um tracks.
0: Yeah. And they charted better as well, didn't they? I've never seen Pink live. I would quite like to, cuz I know there's a kind of a real spectacle to it, but I, I haven't seen her live so I don't know for sure. I wonder if she keeps these songs in her set just as a little reminiscing purposes.
1: Or maybe she's a medley. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's not what they do isn't it? when they've got to play it but you know con- contractually obliged don't really want to. One thing I want to point out about this song, it's produced by Babyface, so again it's that iconic uh, American R&B sound. He has worked with Madonna, he's worked with Boys to Men, uh, Michael Jackson, but I think the big one that people will really uh, resonate with is he worked with Honeys.
1: Ah, Finally Found. Mm, End of the Line. Yes, and that was about it.
0: Yeah. Track four is Don't Let Me Get Me.
1: You know, that was the first Pink song that I properly loved. I think she really tapped into something there.
0: Yeah. It still does have as well, you know, we said that she moved away from her, the R&B sound, but the sort of energy and the angst is still there. She had, you know, she had, you make me sick and then don't let me get me. And um, she certainly didn't become some sort of pop princess or rock chick. She was still very much herself, I think. I think it was just this... Style of the sound that changed.
1: A very honest song as well. It's something you could really relate to about the insecurities and and uh, issues that people have.
0: I mean, you're tired of being compared to Dan Britney Spears, aren't you?
1: Yeah, yeah constantly. <laughs> Probably because I can't sing and I sort of put half-hearted effort into dancing as well.
0: And you're quite toxic.
1: Uh, and I shaved my head that time. <laughs> <laughs> this
0: is a track that she worked on with Dallas Austin, who. Also has worked with TLC, as we mentioned before. He worked on Unpretty. Um, which worked I with the favorite. Sugar
1: Babes, actually, as well. Canceled Did he? Well. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, and Gwen Stefani as well. So I like that even though the style has changed, again, the genre has changed, that kind of link to some of the other artists around that time uh, remains. And I think, you know, this. this was a second single from the second album. This is kind of her making a mark, like, you know, she is a serious artist and she is here to stay.
1: Did very well in the charts. Number six in the UK. Started creeping up. I know we were keeping an eye on Germany. I got to number 10 in ge- in Germany as well.
0: She mentioned the war once. I think she got away with it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Track number five now. And this is just like a pill. I
2: can't stay on your life support. There's a shortage in the switch. I can't stay on your mind.
1: Number
0: one. Pink's first number one in the UK. Oh, fantastic. I do remember that going to number one because I always think it's back then, and we spoke about this a few times before, the charts were a bit of a strange place where more often than not, firstly, the track would go into number one and then leave very quickly as a new number one every week. But if something was going to go to number one, it would more than likely be the first single from the album, wouldn't it? Yes. And then the other two maybe kind of top five, top ten. And this was the third single from Misunderstood, so it was quite a nice surprise when it went to number one.
1: Well, I'm not surprised it went to number one, because it's a bit of an anthem. Yes. And number two in Germany as well, so her success is rising rapidly there.
0: I do hope by the end of this podcast we get a number one in Germany.
1: Well, we've still got um, umpteen songs to go, so we'll see how that plays out.
0: Don't let that put you off, listeners. (laughs) Um, This is the one for me that is the one that really makes me reminisce, because... Uh, around the time when this came out, I did a weekly karaoke night at the, one of the local pubs. And this is when this song was out, so people, a few people, a night a few girls and I would sing this song. Uh, my mum being one of them.
1: Ah, yeah. Nice you refer to her as a girl. <laughs> yeah, she's she's a girl. Hi, mum. I'm on the radio. Track number six now. Family portrait. It
2: ain't-
0: work it out Will can we be a family
1: now this a little bit more middle of the road not as much energy and punch to it and I think that was reflected in the performance in the charts did alright for an alright song It's oh. number
0: 11 in the UK but you're not talking about the album artwork yet is that
1: no we've got many opportunities later on in this, our podcast to do that
0: again do stay tuned folks there's some really <laughs> good stuff to come this is another one that was a karaoke favourite back at the boat in in Hayton Uh, Hi to everyone who's still there. (laughs) I know what you mean, that the energy isn't quite there, but I think it's reflected in what she's singing about because the lyrics are probably her most open and, you know, she's really... Very personal, this song. Yeah, I'd I'd say her most personal song. And, you know, I'm saying it was similar to the track before. This album track listing, I just want to point this out, threw me off a little bit because it starts with Get The Party Started, which I knew wasn't her first single. Then it goes into some of the... um, debut album stuff but it's only just now i've realized it's actually in chronological order apart from the book get the party started to the beginning
1: well yeah you know why they've done that but it doesn't it makes sense but it also doesn't make sense
0: yeah either chronological or mixed up i actually really like it when a greatest hits is mixed up and you get to see how certain tracks from certain times of that artist's career really like sound like each other and where other ones don't Mm. really
1: it's like pick a mix isn't it sometimes you get your favourite and the next one might be not your favourite but you'll eat it anyway
0: yeah I'll eat most of them
1: to be honest yes track 7 now and this is Trouble Trouble Some real guitar action going on there, some serious guitar work going on there.
0: Definitely, it feels like, obviously, this was the first single from the third album, which was called Try This, and it certainly feels like she was going for a bit of a harder, edgier sound, doesn't it?
1: Can you remember the video? Was it was a
0: cowboy? Yeah, it was sort a Western, Western yeah. themed video. And can you remember, so do you remember that program called uh, Hit Me Baby One More Time? It was on a Saturday night with Vernon Kay, and it was on for about six weeks, six Saturdays in a row, and every week they had Honeys, and um, Shaking Stevens was one, and Tapao, and all these 80s, 90s acts, and they all got the chance to, first of all, they'd sing one of their own hits, and then they'd sing a cover of a recent hit, and the winner stayed on, and then in the end, they did the final. And Shaking Stevens won it, and so as as the prize, Shaking Stevens, by the way, um, one of the the most successful British male of the 80s, but he had to revert to this show. He won and he covered this song, Trouble, and he released it as a single at the end. Really? Yes. Which hit the dizzying heights of about 37, I think, or something like that in the charts.
1: Funny enough, this did much better than that. It got to number seven in the UK. And number seven in Germany. Hmm. Double we're, seven, 77. We're equal.
0: I don't think this is one of her most treasured tracks by the fans i don't think it's i imagine again not seen live i wouldn't imagine it's one that you know is on the set list it feels just for me a little bit a little bit too obvious actually that angst and the oh i'm trouble and too much repetition and actually from on this greatest hits the only track from this album that appears on it but i thought the follow-up god is a dj was a fantastic song. yes
1: much better
0: much more of a um sort of william Morbit sort of sound and the track that preceded Trouble, which wasn't officially from the album, but I think was included on it, Feel Good Time, from one of the Charlie's Angels films, again with Willie Morbett. Fantastic song. I think it would be a real clanger.
1: Well, if we were doing further listening today, which we're not listeners, unfortunately, because this album's so bloody long, <laughs> um, I think you'd probably be choosing Feel Good Time as your further listening for Pink. I
0: certainly would, and God is a DJ would be up there. What would you pick? Just uh, to tease the
1: listeners. I'll get back to you on that, but it would not be Lady Marmalade, which we've also skipped on this greatest hits. Thank goodness it wasn't included. No,
0: should we just play the All Saints version instead? (laughs) In fact, not now. We're not wrong Not now.
1: Let's move on to track number eight. Uh, Stupid (laughs) girls.
0: Girls,
1: What a fun song. It is very fun. I remember the video for this. It was a parody pastiche of different famous ladies like the Olsons. Um, I forgot about those two. Um Jessica Simpson. Yeah. And such like. I, I guess kind of really poking fun at the vacu- vacu- vacuousness of some female celebrities of the time.
0: Well, that is quite a large word for this podcast.
1: Sorry. Or stick to a juxtaposition. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> we haven't said that all episode, I was worried. Um, I do, the video was the one part where she's sort of in a, a front garden in, in a house in America on some sort of suburb, and maybe she's got a bikini on or something. A
1: bit desperate housewivesies. A
0: fantastic series, I have to say.
1: But it got worse as it went on. Let's agree to disagree. Never knew you felt so strongly I'm a, about I'm... anything, <laughs> <laughs>
0: certainly not this podcast
1: indifferent at best
0: <laughs> I think what's great about this track is it was the first taster of a new album uh, I'm Not Dead and following Try This which we've said the track the songs weren't that strong it didn't perform as well this album was huge wasn't it
1: it was and I think she definitely hit a stride in chart success as well for this album so I think number four for this single number five in Germany as well so I think there's definitely a really, she has a really good run as well
0: and I have to say this there's some great songs in this album this is not my favourite song on the album but I can see why she releases it as a single first it's got that kind of controversy about it because of the the video and sort of you know dumbing down some of the girls but also it's probably the most mainstream and actually a little bit sounds like some of the earlier stuff doesn't it it's got a bit a little bit more of an
1: R&B bit of a twang yeah Mm. track number 9 now and this is Who Knew
2: Forever
1: and Who so I think we both agreed that's one of our favourite pink songs.
0: 100% actually my favourite pink song.
1: But have you also tried to sing since you've been gone by Kelly Clarkson over the top of it because it fits Perfectly. very well,
0: yes. And there's a good reason for that, isn't there?
1: Yeah, it's Max Martin, um, legendary pop music producer.
0: hitmaker extraordinaire. Who
1: he hasn't worked with isn't worth writing down on the back of a piece of paper. But for or anyone... On the front of a piece of paper, even. Yeah.
0: <laughs> both sides. There's um, He's done some huge things with Britney Spears and Backstreet Boys. And when, when you say those two and then this song, Kelly Clarkson, you've got a real idea of that really strong American pop sound, don't you?
1: And it's solid, isn't it, this song?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. As I say, it's, it's my favourite of hers. This one, although she's been more honest and open in things like Family Portrait, I think it's the combination of the lyrics and the production and the strings particularly that really, like, I find it, you know, I'm going to be overdramatic here. It stirs up something inside me, this song. Oh, I know. Right. And... don't get it on the table. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of song I can imagine. Do you ever, maybe... You've... Come in from a night out, you're very drunk, everyone else is asleep, but you really want to listen to some music, so you just put your headphones in and just play some songs loud for a little bit. And this is one of those songs I can imagine it's playing loud and just, you know, thinking, just thinking about it, thinking of who it makes me think of. Because it does I don't want to get too personal on this podcast, but it does remind me of a friend. It's got a very personal thing for me as well, this one.
1: And continuing the theme of coming home drunk.
0: <laughs> this is you and your hand.
2: I'm not here.
1: Song. What a lovely sentiment mm. going through that song. But I think we're just into such a solid period of singles for Pink. Yeah. This is another great one. I love the guitar riff going through that. Real energy. Brilliant.
0: I love the guitar. I love that after Who Knew and Stupid God actually it's gone for more of a bit of, bit of a harder edge. A, bit, a little bit more trouble really. But there's some really nice synths in the chorus as well which I think are although lyrically it's not you know my favourite it's, it's a bit smutty for me I think but um, the synth work and the production of this song again it's Max Martin getting involved good
1: yeah number 10 so just squeezed into the top 10 in the UK and but did much better in Germany got to number 4 oh, do you next remember? one next one now uh, number 11 Dear Mr President
2: How do you sleep while the rest of us how do you dream when a mother Has no chance to say goodbye How do you walk with your head held high Can you even look me
1: in the eye So that was Dear Mr President Let's look at the album artwork <laughs> it's, it's pink with a bit of attitude, biting into a chain with P I N K and massive pink letters. Well,
0: we've actually not touched on something quite bigger here. It's not P I N K, is it? It's P exclamation mark N K. So, is is she pink or is she
1: P? She's pink. Okay. And very bold cover. I like it. Iconic.
0: It's definitely a greatest hits cover.
1: It's definitely a greatest hits cover. I'd be
0: disappointed if that was a...
1: It'd be a lazy um, studio, studio album, album cover. One.
0: And actually just glancing now across the studio album, she does do some, some great work there. This song, you know, we're going to go over it quite quickly, but I will say it's not my favourite. Lyrically, I think she's onto to something there. This is the president it was george w bush who was president at the time and she's saying to him things like how can you sleep when there's people you know on the streets and you're meant to be in charge of it all so she's got a great point but how does this fit on a pink race hits album that's full of things like who knew you and your hand and whatever's coming next not really also sorry to keep going on didn't chart in the us or the uk so why is it on the greatest hits it's not it wasn't a hit
1: um, but what she could do if she wrote a new version of that now she yes could go to town couldn't she I'd, I'd
0: love her to rework it
1: mm. uh, track number 12 now and um, much better now So What
2: na, 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 na. I
0: really going for it then, weren't we? I was stomping like I was steps back in 1990, whatever that was.
1: <laughs> a great, probably one of our best.
0: Yeah, re- weirdly, I've kind of forgotten about that one until recording, or until researching before recording, of course. I am a professional, but really, really enjoy that one. It's, it's such a, it's got such an energy to it.
1: And I you particularly enjoyed the synth running through that as well. Yes, in the chorus there. some
0: really nice. What genre would you put this song in?
1: I can't even... I can't... I can't... And I wouldn't want to, No, actually. let's
0: not put everything in a box, please. We don't need to label everything. Another Max Martin.
1: Yeah, and a number one single in both the UK and Germany.
0: And actually, not that I would use Wikipedia as a reliable source for this extremely professional podcast, but I just happened to peruse upon this page today. And you know when you see all the charts of the different countries and it says it was kind of number one in the US and then 20 in Yugoslavia, this one is pretty much one across the board, isn't it?
1: It's probably her strongest international chart performance for a single.
0: How fantastic that this happened on album number five. I love it when this happens. So many bands start
1: you know strong and peter out and this peter out this is petered in yes uh, let's move on now to track 13 and something you never are sober
2: I'm safe. I'm-
0: the outro of that song
1: lovely outro um my favorite bit actually it's it's not the best song but it's okay isn't it it's 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 quite nice but i think obviously we're not going to we're not likely to play the outro as the 30 second snippet of this track so do go and discover it for yourselves Mm.
0: it's it feels like a bit of a pink by numbers track that one i think on this song pink worked with nate inverted commas danger hills and his name rings a bell with me. He worked on Duran Duran's Red Carpet Massacre album. And the reason for that is because he is, or was, Timberland's co-producer.
1: Timberland had some good stuff. He had some fantastic stuff. some great stuff. Let's put him on the long list. let him on the long list. I think Nelly, that Nelly Furtado album was brilliant. Oh, that's fantastic.
0: What I find interesting about that is it's not particularly a kind of... He's obviously got a bit more of a... I won't
1: really say R&B sound,
0: but... This doesn't feel like a a song that would be a a Timberland song.
1: Um, It did okay in the charts. How okay? It was number 11 in the UK, so just shy of the top 10. Or number 12, sorry. Uh, And in Germany it was number 8. Okay, number 14 now, and please don't leave (laughs) me. that was please don't leave me quite a i love the da 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 to it yeah um, what's quite an emotive song
0: definitely another max martin one which i think you can tell we had a little moment singing since you've been gone again <laughs> midway through hey he's got a style and it works and it's fantastic but this one i really really like because it's again it's her being very open and very you know, emotional with the lyrics, but it's not the kind of, you know, again, going back to Family Portrait, that was a bit like, you know, that's the Jeremy Kyle years sort of thing. We, this, I think, when it's a romantic relationship that's the subject matter, I think it's a, a bit more relatable to everyone. Um, and some really nice lyrics in there. I forgot to say out loud how beautiful you really are to me. I can't be without. You're my perfect little punching bag. And I need you. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, you were looking straight at me when you said that. I wasn't sure if it was... Lyrics or <laughs> an apology, which is long overdue. What for? You know what for. Uh, I must apologise. I got the single placing wrong, so the previous song, so it went to number nine, and it was in fact this song that got to number twelve in the UK charts. Okay. And I, I really apologise for for that.
0: Well, you've got thirty seconds to get your facts straight for the next one now, because this is bad influence. <laughs> i be completely honest with you Will yes of
1: course
0: I'd never heard that song before now
1: no I'm not overly familiar with that and I don't think I'm ever going to listen to it again <laughs> and I don't mean that in a malicious way Just it just washed over me completely so, it was, I think you used the phrase pink by numbers yes. in the previous song and that for me is that yeah
0: very much so it's just she's a fantastic artist and a fantastic songwriter and there's so much more
1: out there shall we move on quite quickly yeah let's go track number 16 now Funhouse
2: This used to be a fun house, but now it's full of evil clowns. It's time to start the countdown. I'm gonna burn it down, down, down. I'm gonna burn it down. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one.
0: What a fun song!
2: And fun
1: house. And that was Pink's tribute to her, one of her favourite children's programmes from the nineties.
0: <laughs> going live. She,
1: <laughs> she absolutely loved Pat Sharp. So it, it is a fun song. I think it's you know, it didn't set the world on fire when it came out. I think it was towards the end of this album campaign. Yeah. I've
0: never been a big, big fan of the lyric. Alright, I'm thinking it's this used to be a fun house, now it's full of evil clowns. Yeah. It's not, um, I don't think it's going to go into any sort of uh, literature.
1: It's not going to be no, ivan Novello or didn't, did it? I don't think so.
0: But I think it's fantastic to look at the songwriters of this album. So Tony, I don't know how you say his name, Canal, Canal, which is probably Canal. Canal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he is the basis for No Doubt, and he is one of the songwriters of this song. And now, since knowing that, it does kind of have a bit of a twang of... Um, they could kind have of, sort of hella good, and also with Jimmy Harry, who has worked with some of the greats, including Kylie, on things like "Put Yourself in My Place" and "Boombox." Um, also worked with Britney and Kelly Clarkson,
1: and uh, um, didn't didn't do that well right in the charts. Number twenty nine in the UK.
0: Oh dear! I mean, when you get to track what are we on now? Track four of the uh, sorry single four fifth, of the album
1: fifth single.
0: Oh, Christ and believe it or not there were two more that came afterwards but they're not included on this greatest hits Hurrah. this one is though unsurprisingly this is raise your glass, so raise your glass
1: So Dan, would that be another one that potentially going on that wedding playlist?
0: It very much feels like that kind of song, doesn't
1: it? You can imagine everybody dancing around with their drinks and then holding them, Ooh. hoisting them up in the air. No drinks on the dance floor. We're mm. we going to be very strict about that.
0: We can maybe decanter them into plastic tumblers, <laughs> you know, for the occasion.
1: Or a sippy cup with a lid on. Yes. Well, that's quite dangerous actually because um, you drink it through a straw or through a spout. It could be more potent. Next thing you know, you're whacking your friend's ceiling with a
0: walking stick. That's
2: quite a specific <laughs> reference. It's almost like that's happened.
0: This song, as you said, it, it does feel very much like, uh, you know, the mums and dads, the mums and aunties probably actually getting down to this one. And at first I was thinking, well, surely not because it's quite a new song, but it's nine years old or coming up to nine years old. So it, uh, it, it
1: maybe is old enough to be regarded a classic. And this one, I mean, it did quite well in the charts actually. So it got to number 13 in the UK, so it did all right. I think it could have done a bit better because it is a bit, it's very catchy. And it also sounds like a new track recorded for a Greatest Hits album. It's funny you should
0: say that actually, because this was the new song, or one of the new songs on this Greatest Hits album. And I think because of that, that's probably why. Would it have done as well if it was added onto Funhouse or whatever? Probably not, I don't think, but it's, uh, yeah, it did do very
1: well. Number one in the in the US. Now there's a question actually about what your, and it may be no immediate answer required, but what is your favourite um, new track recorded for a Greatest Hits album? Very good question. I do
0: enjoy Doom and Gloom from Rolling Stone's. Uh, greatest hits from quite recent. well actually I say quite recently probably about eight years ago it was kind of a real return to form for them
1: and struggling anything spring spring to mind for you well I think I'd have to keep it on brand and do something suitably poppy as mine so I'd have to say something kind of ooh by Girls allowed. Allowed. Yeah, and they could not be more different No, there's things. a funny story about that track as well that they Xenomania couldn't um, they had to really quickly find and create a track that Lead single of the greatest hits album, so the, it all got recorded, produced, and and put together very, very quickly. Oh. But has gone on to become one of Girls Aloud's most one of their most known songs. Track number eighteen. We're nearly there, Listers. Hang in there. Hang in. And Will's going to swear now. Will, what's this one called? It's called um, F Asterix asterisk K I N Perfect. Please, please, please. fucking perfect there. (gasps) Oh my God. This. Sorry kids. Sorry Dan's mum. Is that your own kids? (laughs) (laughs) Get to bed.
0: (laughs) I think that's a great song. It's it's always great when, as we said before, there's one strong um, bonus new track on a greatest hits, but when there's two, I think, which Pink has done here, um, it's even better. And this one, another Max Martin co-write, but this one was also written with Shellback who has worked with some real legends, actually. Robin, Avril Lavigne, Cher Lloyd, Maroon 5, Usher. The list goes on and on and on. But what about that song, Will? Are you a fan of that one?
1: Not really, although it does have some quite nice string work in there.
0: A lovely string work. I actually feel like it's one of her more euphoric moments, I'd say. It's mm. That chorus. And I think, whereas more often she's being honest and open about her own life, this is one of the few, few times where she's actually given sort of that power back to the fans and I imagine there's a lot of her fans who really took this song on and kind of took it as an anthem for themselves
1: we're on to the last track of the album actually I shouldn't say that we're finally on the last track of the album (laughs) this is heartbreaker.
0: Final track from Pink's greatest hits so far. The only new song not to be a single, actually. Was that the right decision?
1: Do you know what? I actually... I hadn't heard that song before preparing for this podcast this week. And I actually quite like it. Oh, good. And I wasn't expecting to.
0: I think it is certainly... It's a little bit more of the Cynthia style... Synth, who's, Cynthia sounds like a woman. I'm talking sort of like a receptionist.
1: <laughs> Cynthia, Miss Cynthia style.
0: <laughs> uh, synth like synth influence style. It reminds why me. I like it. Yeah, yeah, it reminds me a lot of "So What." Actually, but yeah, I think it's a great. It's a great song to end on, actually. And this one was um, co-written and produced by Butch Walker, um, and he has worked with uh, Fall Out Boy and Panic at the Disco and people like that, but also. Did uh, worked on the Big Hero 6 soundtrack, which was a fantastic film, actually.
1: And we'd have to ask our friends over at Torn Stubbs what they think of that. Stubbs?
0: Oh, we finally got to the end of that one. We're
1: finally here. Now, we've already mentioned what you would potentially have as your further listening in Feel Good Time. I think I have to go with Leave Me Alone, I'm Lonely, which didn't get a look in on this version of The Greatest Hits. No. But is on the Australian edition of The Greatest Hits.
0: Really? Mm. Interesting, that, because it was...
1: It was a big song, wasn't it? It was. I'm quite shocked they left that one out. So, what do you think of Pink's back catalogue... And we've talked about a lot of it there, but maybe there's something that isn't on the greatest hits that you love.
0: And there is, I mean, there is so much out there, isn't there? Just give me a reason. I'm just want to look now. What about us? So much out there. So we'd love for you to let us know, dear listeners, at Move to Trash UK on Twitter. Uh, you please use the hashtag Track by Track, but do let us know what is your further listening. What other tracks, not included on this greatest hits, would you love for us to have talked about today?
1: And Dan. What's next week? What's up next?
0: So next week we are celebrating 12 years since an album was released.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. That's quite we ba- normally do. <laughs> That's quite yeah. vague, isn't it? Um, it's a Scandinavian pop album by Ooh. a m- mixed uh, male and female group. Is it Ace of Base? Is it ABBA? Is it Brotherhood of Man? Are <laughs> they... Think- <laughs> aren't they from the UK um, <laughs> <laughs> but it is a pure it's a pure pop album next week and it's got some absolute bangers on there that I think everyone will actually it's a bit of one of those where I think people secretly enjoy the tracks so, so don't forget to subscribe and you know what if you want to leave us a rating or a review we will not be offended so until next time
1: I've been Max Martin
0: and I've been Butch Walker
1: <laughs> goodbye goodbye
2: <laughs>